Before we get started, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by West Valley Baseball Club. If you know someone with kids between the ages of 9 and 14 in the greater Los Angeles area who are looking to play travel baseball, West Valley Baseball Club is perfect for you. West Valley Baseball Club was founded by former Nevada Wolfpack player Sean Court and former minor league pitcher Greg Cheadle. For more information, go to wvbcbaseball.com. I repeat, that is wvbcbaseball.com. Thank you. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the third episode of the Diamond Lane podcast. Beat the traffic. Join the Diamond Lane. You're home for all things L.A. sports. I'm Garrett. He's Jordan. Welcome. Out of the thousand places uh, that you could possibly be, you chose our podcast, and that's pretty special in itself. We, we, thank, we thank you for listening, uh, subscribing, sharing. Um, spreading spreading the word of the diamond blame. Yeah, our growth is you know phenomenal. You know, from day one we started with mm-hmm. two listeners and we doubled that. And you know, we're 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 <laughs> keep we're we uh, keep we're keep on growing. <laughs> yeah, watch out, um, watch out the ringer and ESPN and every other place. Watch out, <laughs> Joe Rogan. We'll, we'll yeah, eventually oh, be sure. there. And you guys are listening to it yeah. firsthand, so you guys aren't going to be bandwagoners mm. once we're big. No. So, you loyal, <laughs> we, we got a loyal fan. <laughs> so uh, today we're going to open it up with bubble talk, as the NBA playoffs are about to start. Uh, a lot of crazy things going on the last couple of weeks. We have a big game coming on today, uh, with Portland playing Memphis. So. Yeah, just a dis- just a disclaimer. We are recording this uh, Saturday morning before the eight nine seed happens. So, um, if you listen to this Monday, Tuesday, and if we're right, we are profits. If we're wrong, forget <laughs> about it. And uh, you know, I, <laughs> I I think we're always right. I don't I don't even know a time I've been wrong. Yeah, we're never wrong. Yeah, I, was, I don't know where you you're know, talking. Joe Canella, you know, that might have been a little bit of a stretch calling him the greatest player of all time. But, you know, besides that, <laughs> you live and you yep. learn. So anyway, so what, what's your thoughts about playoff shaping up um, things going on? So I'm a little I'm a little bit disappointed that there was in no situation a chance we could get Portland Phoenix for the eight for the eight seed. I thought the NBA should have stepped in and been like, okay, three game series, Portland <laughs> Phoenix, uh, for the eight seed. Because honestly, like, I'd rather see Booker versus Lillard than John ja Morant uh, versus Lillard. Because it's interesting because the Grizzlies, no Jaron Jackson Jr., he's out for the rest of the year. So it's like they're not like, they're not as healthy as they could be. Yeah. So I and I think Portland versus Phoenix is a better match. Oh, hundred percent. Booker, Booker and Lord both have been balling. Yeah, and even besides that, on the Suns, uh, Mikael Bridges has been killing it. Eight, Aiden's had a few Except, good games. You know, when he had to show up at halftime because he missed the test. That was <laughs> that was very weird. Um, yeah, they still they still went eight and zero in the yeah. bubble. Cam Johnson was awesome. Uh, Ricky Rubio yeah. was great. Like they really like, they really showed up in the bubble. I was really impressed with the Suns. Um, unfortunately, yeah, you know, for me as you know, if I'm you know the Phoenix Suns general manager or a part of the organization, and I go eight now, 
there's no way in hell mm-hmm. that I shouldn't qualify for the playoffs because that means there's really no incentive of even showing up. And yeah, they were given like zero chance to like make like, the Zion rule. The only reason they're there is the Zion rule, and they took the most. They took them the most of it. Like they went, they made themselves a playoff. Yeah, it's contender. just really ridiculous to me. Um, I'd be upset if I was a Phoenix Suns fan. Um, I don't know who is a Phoenix Suns fan, but I know I would be upset if I was one. It's just really tough, um, a tough situation for them. But here's the thing: for next season, though. That has to be, you know, a huge confidence boost for this young team. I mean, Devin Booker, honestly, in the bubble, made the jump. He's been a good player for a long time and everything, you know. And he put up, what did he put up? That 60-something point game or 70-point game, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, against Boston. Uh, Yeah, and I know he, you know, was just kind of shooting the ball. He probably shot it 50 times, you know. But, like... Still, that's impressive. And Booker has always been great, and he showed flashes of being great, but the talent around him hasn't been the best. During this bubble, the talent has done great and really brought out the best of Booker. Um, But, you know, I have to hate Booker just because he did the buzzer beater against my beloved Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, That still hurts my heart a little bit. Like, it's not like the Suns were playing the Kings, the Wizards, uh, the Pelicans every game. They went out and beat seven playoff teams. Like, phenomenal. Yeah, and they played incredible. Do you think that, like, I don't know if Booker's going to get traded, but is Phoenix, is there enough for Phoenix to go get? a secondary player for Booker? Like, what type of secondary player works with Booker, or do they move on for Booker for a huge amount of assets, Ugh. picks, players? You know, for me... Because, like, Phoenix is one of those organizations that, other than, like, the seven seconds or less, they really yeah. haven't put together, like, a complete Exactly. Team. They haven't been really relevant since they had Nash and Stoudemire and Rajah Bell and Sean Marion, all, all yeah. those guys on that team. And th- yeah, that's fun, man. I mean, that that was Dan Tony. <laughs> um, at his finest. But if I'm the Suns, I'm doing everything possible to keep Booker on the team. Um, he is like a player you need to build around. Um, I think either through free agency – um, and they also have a lot of assets, man. So I think they could use those to get a secondary player if they need to. Um, you know what I would love to see? And I, I don't know if it would even work or anything. Imagine like Bradley Beal and Devin Booker on the same team. You think, you think, they you know, I really there? think they would. And they're both, you know, pretty similar players, right? I mean, they both can shoot the lights out, they're both guards. I think both shooting guards. They don't, play, they don't play defense, but man, that'd be fun to watch them play, and it would yeah. it would be awesome. Um, and they would have the assets to acquire him if they chose to. It'd be interesting to see the mash, um, the ma- if they mesh well, you know. But then again, I don't know how, how um, you know, their other star player, um, Aaron Baines, is going to react to such a trade, <laughs> especially the yeah. Aaron Baines fan club. <laughs> 
Yeah, and you and especially when you think about it, the Suns have done for the most part a terrible job yeah. drafting. Dragon Bender, Dragon Josh Bender. Jackson. <laughs> Oh my! I I I. You remember when we wrote for the Odyssey? Oh man! I I had an article saying Dragon Bender was going to be good. Hey, no. oh. <laughs> I've never been so more wrong. I don't even know if Dragon Bender. Oh still in the my NBA. gosh! The Odyssey. That was. Let me tell you, folks. You know, I I hate to bash on people <laughs> and organizations, but the Odyssey <laughs> was probably. If not, I think it was the worst organization ever met or uh, created. It, it was. was so let me give you the explanation. So you write all these articles, and the top article at your college gets 20 bucks for that week, pretty much. So here we are, like, grinding away, me and Garrett. I wrote probably about 20 articles for him. I only got the top article one time, which is absurd because, you know, all my articles should have been number one. And I got $20. So that comes out to like a dollar an article. That's like a dollar an hour. <laughs> I don't think, actually, I don't, I've got top article once and I don't think I ever And got you know what made me really frustrated is I would lose my like really well-written stories to like, you know, an open letter to my uh, future grand little and my sorority. You know, stuff like that. some some it was some fluff horrible stuff that I like made me cringe when I, I read know. it. And then all the sororities girls would share it and stuff like that. And that's not because it's not like me, it's like on who shared it. I'm like exactly, it's a stuff. popularity contest. Gosh darn it, you know. And uh, well, you know, I, you know, I, I, I have to make an executive decision. The Odyssey is banned from the podcast. We're adding it uh, to the list. We'll add, we'll add them to the list. So yeah, no, going. Go oh back yeah, to sorry, we're talking about basketball. The playoff, the play, <laughs> yeah, the playoff matchups are set. So, and what's nice is we get basketball from morning till night on Monday on pretty much every day. Like Monday, like the game started ten thirty, and like so we got Jazz, Utah, versus Denver, Brooklyn. Brooklyn versus uh, mm-hmm. Toronto, gross. Philly, an injured Philly versus uh, Boston, could be fun. And and the Mavericks versus your Clippers, which will be fun. Yeah, you know, um, I'm gonna. Luca, Lucas had some big games against the Clippers you know, this year. Can I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Out of all the teams I could have faced in the first round in the West, do you know what team I would have picked? <laughs> I would have I would have picked Dallas, Mavericks. and I'm gonna tell you why. The Clippers swept them during the, you know, when they met in the regular season. The Clippers mm-hmm. match up extremely well against them. And I don't care how many points or assists or rebounds that Doncic puts up because he's going to put up, you know, spare share numbers. Problem with Doncic and mm-hmm. the Mavericks, their defense is awful. If you watch them play, they're giving up yeah. 100 and. No, they're giving they're up good. 120, 115. That, granted, they're putting up 115 or 120. But once they play against a dominant defense like the Clippers, that's not going to work. They're not going to just be able to, you know, run and gun and all of a sudden put up 120 on the Clippers every night. That's not going to happen. We, Yeah, it's not going to happen every night. But there's definitely been – we've seen, like, the Clippers versus other teams have gotten into high, like, I want to say shootout battles. Like 
the battles against Houston early in the year, Boston, the game in L.A. versus Boston was a high-scoring affair. No, for sure. And I'm not saying the Clippers are going to sweep them. I, I could easily see him going, you know, Clippers win the series, Dallas takes a game. I just think that at the end of the day, the Clippers have too much talent right now. And if we're talking pure talent, and this is where it's going to be a little bit sketchy, because I need to see how well the Clippers mesh together. Um, they haven't really had a full team this season. I think they've played about six or seven games the whole season when the whole roster was healthy. So it's going to be interesting to see how they you know, perform together. Montrez Harrell's back um, in the bubble. He should be back for the first game. We don't know how his conditioning is, things like that. So that might be a cause for concern. But I would assume I would assume it's not horrible because he I'm assuming he was training with he the was. team. He was. And here's with Harold too. But he but he's also has to get back into Exactly. But the thing with Harold and why I'm not worried about Harold, when he plays basketball, he has one speed. You know, he he tries and puts his effort like he leaves it all on the floor every single night. So even if he's not in tip top shape, the hustle factor is what's going to get him, you know, get him by until he is 100 percent conditioned. Yeah, so I I think that that has the most intriguing out of the first day of game. series. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, I would have loved to have seen Boston versus a healthy, uh, healthy Philly with Ben Simmons. Um, I think that'd be interesting. But no, Ben Simmons. I think Boston has too much, and their Boston's playing really well uh, since his haircut. Tatum's <laughs> been well. Jalen Brown's been playing well. Um, Kemba is Kemba. You know, usually haircuts, and you get a haircut, and you're an NBA player, you start going downhill. I can think of a bunch of players like Chris Kamen. Chris Kamen was an all-star. He was a god. He had this luscious blonde hair, the caveman, they called him. Um, Just wonderful Clipper player. They made the playoffs one year even. So during the playoffs, he kept, like, grabbing his hair and pushing it back and stuff, and it kept getting in his face. So he got a headband. The headband wasn't doing the job either, so he cuts his hair. In the middle of the playoff series, and like really nappy, short, just not looking good. And we know Chris Kamen, we haven't even heard from him since that playoff. He's gone. <laughs> we saw him on the Lakers briefly, but it just totally like messed with his mojo. But you know, mm-hmm. good for you know, Boston, it paid off. <laughs> Yeah, so moving on to Tuesday, uh, four games as well. You got the Magic and Bucks. I think Milwaukee yeah. sweeps. What's interesting now is you have uh, Miami versus uh, Indiana, which is going to be interesting because uh, we still have the rivalry between Jimmy Butler and T.J. Warren that started earlier so in the year. That's an unlikely rivalry. T.J. <laughs> Warren and Jimmy Butler. I, yeah, I think I think that's gonna be a very good series. Uh, let's see if TJ Warren can ba- bounce back after a not so great game uh, against yeah. Miami. Malcolm Brogdon, he's awesome, man. I, I don't know if you watch many Pacers games. Most people, you know, don't tend to watch the Pacers too often, but there he's good. And TJ Warren's, of course, been a bubble, you know, a bubble legend. 
Um, top top three yeah, player. Yeah, for sure. I mean, kind of you know spiraled down a little bit the last few games, but he he's awesome. Oladipo has been looking good. Um, yeah, they got a good team. You know who's like, not very good though? Who? Yeah. Miles Turner. Who? Yeah, and I do think not having Demonte yeah, Sabonis yeah, uh, yeah. does hurt them because Sabonis could give you the ability to stretch yeah. the floor. Um, yeah, uh, it definitely does hurt and it limits limits what you can do on offense. I was a little bit skeptical at the beginning of the year or in the offseason last year how Brogdon would fit in with Oladipo, but they're making it work. Yeah, Brogdon, like, he does a little bit of everything. He plays defense. He'll give you, you know – He's He'll a give really you good defender. Points, um, couple of you know maybe five six assists, three or four rebounds. You know, like he's just a solid all around yeah. player um, that a lot of championship teams have. A guy like that, you know. You look at last year's Toronto squad. You perfectly described exactly. Kyle he's Lowry, like the reincarnation. Even though Kyle Lowry's still alive, of Kyle Lowry <laughs> <laughs> and still playing, and still playing. <laughs> And in the same conference. Um, but still, like, they're very similar players. Um, but I think the Heat are just going to overpower them. I, I see Heat winning in five games. Uh, I, I like the, I like this Heat team. Uh, I like um, Dragic is a good player. Uh, Ty, uh, Tyler Hero. You got um, Mitch, uh, Duncan Robinson, who's been well. Jimmy Buckets. Oh yeah, um, Kelly. They got they got Kelly get... Olynyk. <laughs> uh, Bam Adebayo is turning into a really yeah. Good you know, I haven't been impressed with him, man. I um, I know he's awesome. He has those great numbers and everything. But during the bubble, he hasn't been like whoa when you see him, you know. And I don't know if that's just he's just not getting settled in or. Or what? But he hasn't wowed me. I hate to say it. Um, and so we'll see what yeah. happens, though. Um, that's going to be a good series. I think Thunder so. Rockets um, wrapping up. Thunder Rockets is interesting because who knows how many games uh, uh, Westbrook misses with the strained right quad. Hmm. So, and I and I do think like you have to have think the NBA set up this matchup. Okay, Westbrook versus old yeah. team, Chris Paul versus team. It's all fixed, man. Like, <laughs> I, I think it's going to be a very good series. I, I do like the way the Thunder have been playing, but I also wonder, like, I feel bad for P.J. Tucker having to guard Stephen <laughs> Adams. <laughs> I feel bad oh, for my, I feel Tucker. bad for anyone who has to guard Stephen Adams. You know, let yeah. me tell you about Steven Adams. He is one of my favorite players, honestly, in the whole NBA. Um, he's just – he's hysterical. How could you not – like, how could you dislike Steven Adams? And he has the coolest, um, you know, accent, and he's such a really nice guy. So, I like Steven Adams. Honestly, I – Oh, I don't know who wins. I like the way Shea Gilgis Alexander's been playing. Clipper um, But other than <laughs> Danilo has been having some good bubble games. But I, I think the Rockets scoring is going to be too much. Yeah. I, it's, I think it all depends on the health of Westbrook. Um, 
We've seen games where Harden is like playing without Westbrook and games where Westbrook plays without Harden. And Houston doesn't look very good. Yeah. And then you have games where Austin Rivers has yeah. 41 points. You know, I I hate to say it. I, I, ba- I bashed Austin Rivers on our last podcast, and he heard it, and that was his motivation <laughs> for the upcoming game. Uh, so I, I kind of take responsibility for that 41-point uh, outburst. <laughs> if it wasn't for you, he wouldn't No, no. 41. If it wasn't for me, the Clippers wouldn't be a franchise anymore because, you know, I supported them <laughs> during the Dark Ages, which was, you know, they, they, they would have been moved to San Diego or uh, Seattle or something. But, you know, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Seattle needs a basketball team yeah. next point. So, and the final matchup of the playoffs, we got the Lakers versus the eighth seed, which will be determined later today. Uh, the Memphis, either the Portland Trailblazers or the Memphis Grizzlies. Personally, as a Lakers fan, I don't want to see Portland. Oh, yeah. Uh, I Portland's really good, but the Nets – the Nets were giving him fits. It's just Karis Levert couldn't hit the game-winning shot. I have a problem um, with all the seeding now. It's flawed. And let me tell you why. why. So, Portland was 35 and 39. Grizzlies okay. were 34 and 39. Grizzlies played one last game. But <laughs> the Blazers are the, currently the eighth seed. Grizzlies are the ninth seed. And that disadvantage right there makes Portland only have to win today. The Grizzlies, if they win, yeah. they have to win not just today. They have to, to win tomorrow, tomorrow, too. I don't like that. I think it should be a one-game-take-all kind of thing, personally. I I think it should be a best-of-three series. That'd be fine, too, because that's a huge advantage. And I know you could say they're the higher seed, blah, blah, blah. They have the better winning yeah, percentage. Yeah, but, like, I... I'm just not, and they're the better team, obviously, you know, out of them and the Grizzlies right now. But still, um, I would like to see some more, you know, competition. Um, I'm not totally impressed with Portland. I really am not. And I, there's one player on the team everyone talks about putting up the big numbers. And you know who that player is? Gary Trent no, <laughs> Dame Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I hear everyone going back and forth. Oh, Dame, oh, Dame, oh, Dame time, oh, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to hear it. Dame is the most overrated player in the NBA. No, uh, that is wrong. Nope. Just hear me out. Dame has never won anything first of all he's never beat the warriors who have the best point guard in the nba on the team in the postseason i think he's owen is owen eight or owen 12 it, it's has anyone said he's the best point guard in the league ah, yeah actually i've been seeing a lot of people coming out recently and saying he's the best point guard in the league and he just he cannot carry this Portland team. I am sorry, and you know who's another? Well, to no. be to be fair, the, okay, uh, okay yeah, you know th- this is very important. When 
players like Nurkic and Zach Collins were out. Portland was awful. And I mean awful. They were like, I think, 10 games under 500. And don't get me wrong, Nurkic is awesome. And Gary Trent um, recently has emerged. Zach Collins, he's fine. But Carmelo. Carmelo has really showed up in the bubble. I think that it's the players around Dame that's making Portland better. It's not just Dame. Nurkic has been, you know, a revelation since that gruesome injury. Gary Trent, you know, he's come from the from the cellar pretty much because he wasn't even playing that much. And he's emerged as one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA. I think he, he's top five since we came back in uh, three-pointers made. Carmelo is, like, freaking throwing it back a few years. He's being relevant now. Um you know, McCollum's a great player. Granted, he has a broken, you know, broken back. Um, yeah. But I don't think Dame is is as good as everyone is portraying. So, that's my thoughts on him. So, I do not – I disagree with you. I Dame is – I think – I think based on point guard – position, I think he's the, the second best point guard in the league, if Steph is out. Really? Yeah. That's also me not saying, like, I don't consider Luka Doncic a point guard. No. Ben Simmons is a power forward. <laughs> His rookie season. Yeah. So, but look at, the, looking, look at what Damian Lord has done. He's a five-time All-Star. He was the All-NBA first team Great. last year. He was a two-time All-NBA second team. Or in 2018, he was All-NBA first. Okay. Uh, he, it, you mentioned the Warriors, but look at the teams the Warriors have. <laughs> okay, fair. You have one All-Star last year versus three All-Stars in the Warriors. And Durant was, and Durant was injured. All right. Like, look at the team. Like, no Nurkic. Nurkic. They barely were able to get past. They were barely barely able to get past Denver last year. And that game, that that series took everything out of them. So by the time they were in the Western Conference Finals, they were gassed. All right, let me give you a, a quick anecdote. It was um, what year was it? I, I'm gonna just say 2015. It might have been 20. It was 2016. It was the 2016 playoffs. The Clippers are playing Portland in the first round. All of a sudden, the first game, Chris Kamen, or not, excuse me, Chris Paul, lots of Chris's. Chris Paul pulls his hamstring. He's out for the series. Blake Griffin, he gets an injury. I think he tweaks his back. He's out for the, you know, the remainder of the series. Iron Man DeAndre Jordan gets hurt. He's out for the rest of the series. All of a sudden, Austin Rivers is leading the Clippers against this Portland team. He's the best player on the whole team. He gets hit in the eye. I think it was by Lillard, actually. And all of a sudden, he has all these stitches and stuff. Austin Rivers lost by two points to this Portland Trailblazer team. 
that was led by Dame Lillard, where we had guys like Ryan Gomes starting. <laughs> that right there, I don't care how long ago it was. When Austin Rivers almost beats you in a playoff game. So just like that, just like just because of that, you're dismissing anything. Oh, no, he's done great. I put him as the fourth best point guard in the NBA. I have Steph. Then I have Russell Westbrook. I have Kyrie. And then I have I have Dame. And Dame could prove me wrong because he has had a, you know, an amazing run in the bubble. But I'm just not convinced with the quality of wins that he's had recently. I'm 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 just gonna lay it out there. Uh, the Nets, you know, I love Levert. He's like the other reincarnated version of Jamal Crawford, even though he's on the same team. But um, <laughs> he's awesome. Joe Harris, awesome, great player. Uh, Jared Allen, I like him. Yeah. He's got some. He's got I, some I like But besides that, uh, Garrett Temple starting on the team. Um, a couple guys' names I can't pronounce that are really good. Timothy. He's, awesome. he's good, but he's you know he probably wouldn't be on most teams. You know, like he'd be he buried at the if, bench. If the Nets are fully, if the Nets are fully healthy, he ain't. Uh, Kirok or Kirich. Oh, oh. Uh... Rodney yeah, he he's been starting, and I don't know if he should ever start an NBA game. <laughs> um, I don't think Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson was either. waived by the Nets, <laughs> or by the Suns, <laughs> and, and he's playing with the Nets big minutes as the sixth man. So there's a lot going on with that Nets team, and they've they've really shown a lot of heart here. You know, being here and. Uh, without their stars, without, you know, Duran and Kyrie and DeAndre and the list goes on and on and on. Oh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dinwiddie. Like a lot of players aren't playing for them. So the Nets have done great, but Portland like had to like battle when that game didn't really mean a lot for the Nets and it meant everything for Portland and Portland was able to win by one point. You know what? A win is a win. Thank this you for defining your a win. Dame Lord hatred. <laughs> <laughs> but like Dame Lord has produced some of the most iconic playoff moments in the last six five years. His winner, his winner over the Rockets. Yep. In twenty fourteen. His wave goodbye to Paul George. That was excellent defense. <laughs> Way downtown. <laughs> You're telling me a good player is making both those – not a, uh, an average player is making those shots? No. You have to have supreme confidence in your ability to shoot and be a great shooter. Same load has both, is both. <sighs> you know, I'm just going to – you know, I'm going to be a disclaimer on Dame. He's an awesome player. Don't get me wrong. I'm a I'm a Clipper fan, and some of my players have had you know some beef with Lillard recently, aka yeah. Paul George, Pat Bev. Um, 
All of them haven't won anything. No, no one's won. You know anything. what I mean? So like, there's a lot of crap talking. And the I only, it was the only player. Oh, the only player on the Clippers to win something is just a dead silent yeah, robot. Yeah, who kind of just chills and then activates before the game and then gets plugged in <laughs> before the next one starts. And after the game, he just gets yes. unplugged. <laughs> he's very um, – he's a good energy saver. He's, he's uh, <laughs> what, what do you call it? He's, uh, he's not even plugged in. He's uh, solar paneled. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, um, my issue, I think, too – with that so at first i was like okay this is funny banter you know for everyone that doesn't know uh dame missed two clutch free throws against the clippers they were both short and then all of a sudden paul george and pat bev start making fun of dame and then dame's gone on a very good run since but it got really personal really like really quickly um and it was started by dame or dame said uh called paul george's wife like a stripper and all this stuff and in a derogatory way really disrespectful and then all of a sudden though here's the other reverse of the coin though paul george had to get defensive and started calling out dame's sister and things like that so the whole thing was ugly i just and you know paul george shouldn't have you know he should just let it go but like I just I hate when it gets personal. Like you guys are playing basketball, you can be rivals on the court, but don't get personal where it's like, you know, the Michael Jordan meme. It was personal, but like it, it's like, man, when you talk about people's families and stuff, it gets too much. And granted, they've cleared the air since, but you know, there's a lot of chip, you know, chippiness when they play or if they play somehow in this postseason. Which I don't anticipate, because I have the Lakers sweeping whoever they play in the first round. Oh, see, I don't. I are we just dismissing? Are we just dismissing uh, Memphis? You know, at this point, I could see them maybe winning today. Maybe. But the fact that they, the fact that they got to win two, it's just going to be really hard to win both. Um, and you know, one of those games, Dame's going to go off. So, I just, mm-hmm. I know Jaw is going to, he's going to, he's going to show up. Um, an X-Factor on that team, Valanchunas. He's been playing he, well. Um, he had a triple-double yesterday. Was it yesterday? I think or so. the day before, but it was his first career triple-double. It was the day before, but it was a, uh, his first yeah. career triple-double. He hasn't really been like doing really well in the bubble till recently, but when he plays well, he's a force down there, and he can match up well against Nurkic. Um, I just think I just think uh, Portland has too many weapons. Yeah, I like the way I like the way Carmelo's been playing. Gary Trent's been hitting clutch shots. Uh, I just don't think Memphis has enough. You know, Grizzlies talk too much shit, man. They were talking about, oh, we're so gritty, we're young, you know, we don't need Iguodala, blah, 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 you know? And, like, I like, you know, I like that confidence, but they're not going to end up being able to back it up. And, of course, Jaron Jackson's hurt and stuff like that. But still, like, when one guy goes down, you still got to, you know, wheel it, uh, wheel wheel the team, you know? Um, You know who's good on that team that 
I didn't think was even getting really any minutes was Dylan Brooks. Oh, oh yeah, Dylan Brooks has been Dylan Brooks been, has been having a very good year all year. Like he's been a he's been a, one of their top scorers. Do you remember that trade that the Suns and Grizzlies did for Brooks? That whole debacle. No, I so don't. the Suns and the Grizzlies were going to orchestrate this like deal at the deadline. Was this the Josh Jackson? You know, I think it was this one. Yeah. Um. So they're trying to orchestrate this deal. So the Suns think that they're getting Dylan Brooks, but yeah. the Grizzlies thought they were sending Marshawn Brooks, who are two <laughs> completely different players, <laughs> and like two completely different skill sets and abilities. So the Nets, or not the Nets, because, sorry, Marshawn Brooks used to be on the Nets. Uh, but, yeah. um, so the Grizzlies, like, send the deal to the office real quick. They're, like, thinking they got a steal because they're trading Marshawn Brooks for, like, Josh Jackson and, you know, a hall of other players. And all of a sudden, though, it gets held up because each team didn't know which Brooks they were talking about. <laughs> So the deal like fell apart for a little while, but then they were able to make some other trade. But that was comical. Yeah, he was. Uh, so so Dylan Brooks was drafted by the Rockets, traded to the Grizzlies for a second round pick, which was later DeAnthony Melton. Huh. Also, Dylan Brooks led the league in personal fouls this year. Really. That's yeah. weird. 278. That's a great stat. Jeez, yeah. man. That's that's good. You know, on this podcast, we pull out the best stats. Because where else are you going to find that yeah, stat? So, um, I, I do think if it's Lakers, I think Lakers, Grizzlies, Lakers sweep, Lakers, Portland, Lakers in six. All right. Let's just, you know, let's talk about it real quick. I know we've been talking about the NBA for a lot, but. Let me ask you, who's going to win each of these series? Jazz Nuggets. Nah, Nuggets. Michael Porter. Uh, I don't trust the Jazz because they don't have a legit second scoring option. Obviously, Bogdanovich is not in the bubble. And I don't know who else the Jazz are going to consistently consistently rely on to score other than Donovan Mitchell. Cool. Okay, I'm, I'm on the Nuggets. I, I, I like Denver. Nuggets, too. All right, Nets, Raptors. Yeah. I got, Raptors. Raptors and I got Raptors. Sixers, Celtics. Uh give me Celtics and five. Yeah, I'm going Celtics. Clippers, Mavericks. I want to say Mavericks, <laughs> but Clippers. Jeez, man. All right. Um Bucks Magic. Obviously Bucks. Um Heat Pacers. Heat. The Heatles. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm gonna go with the I, Heat. I just think the Heat have too many weapons. Plus, you Donis Aslan, if they ever need someone. He to had foul. his 500th career start <laughs> yesterday. I saw that. Yeah, good for you, Donis Aslan. Somehow still being. In the I, I didn't even know. I thought he was a coach. I saw him on the sidelines. <laughs> Honestly, he's got like the Jackie Moon <laughs> he player. Does. Like I thought he was like. I think I saw him earlier in the year, like just not dressed, and I was like, "Oh, good, Aslan, the coach now." And then all of a sudden, I, no, he's all playing. Of a sudden, a few games later, he checks in. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, all right, Thunder Rockets. Uh, uh, Rockets. Although this is like the most intriguing series, I think. I'm going Thunder, and I think this is going to break really? up some of the players after this after this season. I'm I'm. I don't think I don't think it's going to break up Russ Westbrook and Harden. Yeah, but I think I like this experiment of having all small, small ball. ball. I hate it's not going to work. Sorry. I let's see. What I'm going I don't think it'll happen. No. It won't happen. I wanted to see Denver versus uh the Rockets. I wanted to see what what type of lo- tall lineup Denver would roll out versus Houston in their small ball. Ball ball. Like Jokic at the point. Jokic at the point guard. <laughs> ball ball. At ball ball. Yeah. <laughs> ball ball has been so, great. On another note. <laughs> yeah, like, he really didn't have great. Like he didn't have. Like, got injured at Oregon. A second round pick. Um. And he really is t- taking the time to recovery. It's like the Nuggets have done this back-to-back drafts. Michael Porter Jr. and Bull Bull. Yeah. Great pickup. Yeah. And Bull Bull is, like, what, 7-2 who can shoot and dribble and playmake? Yeah, I'm a little bit salty about that draft because one pick in front of Michael Porter Jr., the Clippers had, and they, they picked Jerome, Jerome Robinson, Robinson, who – I'm, Is he still on the so, team? Fun fact about Jerome: we traded him to the Wizards for uh, Isaiah Thomas, <laughs> who's not on a who team. They immediately, like, I think Isaiah Thomas has tweeted, like, "Yeah, I'm excited to be a Clipper," and I'm like, "Man, I guess he'll play the backup point guard because we hadn't signed Reggie Jackson yet." And then about five minutes later, <laughs> like, Clippers wave Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> But um, we could add Michael Porter Jr. But Jerome Robinson, he's playing for the Wizards right now. And in the bubble, he averaged like 15 or 14 points a game. Really? I don't think I watched a single Wizards game well, this year. Uh, in well, the bubble. unfortunately, I'm obsessed with NBA. <laughs> so I had to watch a couple. And Jerome, who, who looked awful on the Clippers, um, looked pretty good. They he looked look good bad. on the Wizards, and I think the reason too. On the Clippers, you have an expectation. Doc doesn't really like to play like rookies and second year players too much, so like his confidence level was really low. And on the Wizards, he can do whatever he wants. So I think that's why his inflated stats have happened. But I'm happy for him. Um, and then lastly, Lakers. Portland Lakers. Grizzlies. I'm going Lakers sweep. Laker, Lakers. I I don't think the Lakers sweep Portland. Portland's. I just the with no Avery Bradley, it just concerns me. Like who guards Dame Lillard? Like you, you've seen Dame Lillard get double teamed before he even reaches half court. Yeah. <sighs> you, you... But I do think I do think we're expecting. A different LeBron because I don't think I don't think LeBron's given it all, especially these last few uh, bubble games. Like since the Lakers, the Lakers clinched their third game in, 
they clinched the number one seed, so they really haven't needed to play. Yeah, and I think too, um, it on paper it's kind of a bad matchup for the Lakers in one way, just because of just Portland? because of the guard yeah. play. Uh, Lakers haven't done great uh-huh. against, uh, but top guards. I don't. I don't know who on Portland guards LeBron James. Yeah, or even Anthony Davis. Uh, Nurkic isn't a great right. defender. You got Whiteside, though. Whiteside's only playing, like, between 12 and 15 minutes a game. Um, so I'm not – I don't think Whiteside's going to be a factor. One thing the Lakers are going to need is definitely a dominant Anthony Davis. Like, a Anthony Davis that showed up against Utah where he scored 42 points. Yeah, they're in. And not the eight. Eight points against OKC. That just makes me sick thinking about that. He should never score eight points. Um, should score more. Should score at least nine. Yeah. But um, I think the Lakers, the key, they need one player to, like, step up. <clears throat> like uh, either Kuzma. Yeah. Uh, Dan- Kuzma's, played well. yeah, Kuzma's definitely played well in the bubble. Danny Green hasn't been playing the best. He needs to do better. No. Hopefully, hopefully the few days off is what Danny Green needs to somewhat find his jump shot. And honestly, I like JaVale. He shouldn't be starting. The Lakers should start the game with their small ball lineup. Yeah. I, I don't know why a lot of teams do that. Like, they start with a traditional center. And then after, like, uh, seven yeah. or eight minutes, they take him out. And then you don't really see him again. You know, you might see him for a few minutes in the third as a mop-up role. But you don't really see them. Like, and, and it seems like the Lakers got, like, two decent centers, but they're not, like, good. <laughs> like, like JaVale, JaVale and Dwight both miss easy layups and dunks around the rim. You know, if only you had Zubak, but you traded him for Mike Muscala. <laughs> <laughs> don't remind me. And Zubak uh, showed up. But, you yeah, know, like, Against uh against Indiana, Dwight was doing a very good job grabbing offensive rebound, just could not finish. So that's the one thing with JaVale and Dwight. Like they have a problem like finishing around the rim. Yeah. I know, I've noticed that too. This isn't this definitely isn't Dwight of Orlando where he <laughs> dunked everything. <laughs> that was a long time ago. I know. All right, moving on um, to a more serious topic. Uh, college football is on the ropes. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think we get any sense of a college football season this fall? I do not. Um, three. Because as of now, as of now, the Pac-12, the Mountain West, the Big Ten, and the MAC have all announced that they are postponing or canceling college football um i'll give you in a few minutes i'll give you why postponing college football might be the worst decision of all. wow but do you think do you think like i can't see like the acc the sec or the big 12 canceling no and i'm gonna tell you um the uh acc and specifically the sec they live die college football like, mm-hmm. like that's a holiday. I talked to um, um, someone that just recently moved from Texas, and uh, she told me that um, in Texas, 
you don't have a funeral on a Saturday. No, you don't have you a don't wedding. Have a wedding. You, if you live in the if you're in the South, you don't have a wedding on no. a Saturday unless it's a Exactly. That was the exact words that she said. She said everyone like if you're not at the game, then you're then That's you're at home watching the game, staying yeah. inside your house and watching the game. Like nobody is out and about. Like that is a religion. Football is religion. Even high school football is religion. In Texas, Texas, they have stadiums that are, they look like college stadiums for high school. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be extremely difficult for schools that have that perception of football to cancel it, regardless of the risks, which unfortunately, you know, I, you have to can't like, I think at this point you have to cancel it just because there's no bubble, you know, and we're see college athletes. We're not talking about people getting paid. We're talking about college yeah, athletes too. They get their scholarships, but there's no financial incentive besides going to the NFL one day. But at the moment, there's no financial incentive to play, you know? Yeah, like it, you thinking about it, like most colleges in this country are in online. Yeah. So you theoretically could do a bubble on campus with online classes, like make it so um, you section off one dorm on campus to football players. And so um, where you make it so they go to practice, they go to do their online class and they get food. Um, granted, that's not like a, a luxurious lifestyle to live, but you can do it. And with less people on campus, it makes it easier. Rather than with the NFL not having a bubble, like these players have fam. A lot of most play, most NFL players have families. Um, they live on their own, it's, so it's kind of hard to control them. Yeah. But this, this was my thing. Like you could do a bubble, and especially with the college football, before these leagues announced cancellation, they already announced uh, like region, like just playing your conference. So you limit the travel, like what baseball is doing. I, I think I think it could have been done. Yeah, it it's harder though, because like at least with you know the NFL, NBA, MLB stuff like that, it is one single organization. And you have the NCAA, which is all of the teams, but you still have all the yeah. individual conferences. To get mm-hmm. everybody on the same page to do that yeah. is really, all really right. difficult. Um, and not, you know, some conferences are bigger than others and have more weight and more say in the conversation. So it's just really hard, I imagine, to bring that unity in college football. Yeah, so I think unity is a major problem. Um, they have to get all the conferences on the same page. And I think another problem, too, that I don't know if that's like kind of thrown out the table or whatever, but isn't like Title IX still in place where you still have to have the same amount of women's and men's sports? Is that just like you just have to have them or you have to play them, you know, or what, I, what's up with yeah, that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know because football funds a lot of these teams. For sure of money that football brings in especially at schools in the south is ridiculous with the tv contract uh 
the fact that Kyle uh, Kyle Field at Texas A&M has over a hundred thousand seats. Like, so and the amount of money they make off is merge. It's insane, and like it's so much money, but it's also I wouldn't say it, it's what we're used to now with these like SEC football. They bring yeah. in a lot of money. Um, it's interesting because like. I I do think we see some like I would I don't think the SEC as of now I don't think the SEC cancels its football season. I'd love to see I'd love to see see schools be like leave their conferences and form like a like mega conference for this year or like do it by region. So like the ACC, the SEC, and the Big Twelve form like region conferences like. You can definitely do something like combine the Florida schools, uh, the Georgia, the, like the southern part. You can do the Big Twelve in one, and the rest of the ACC. So you could regionalize it, to so you could play. Yeah. Each other. Did you hear about um, Nebraska? How they want to play? Nebraska. Yeah. Um, Ohio State the wants conference to play too. Of Nebraska, if you play, we're going to kick you out. I don't know if that's I mean, a threat or if that's just. I am. I don't know if it's worth it. I, Nebraska left the Big yeah. Twelve to go to the Big Ten. I don't know if Nebraska should leave and go back to the Big Twelve. I don't know. Nebraska is Nebraska is a weird team because they're not great. They have the potential with Scott Frost, but they also had like the winning pedigree yeah. in the older times. Um, it, it's also interesting, like. Can you can if not every team plays? Can you legit crown a national champion this year? I mean, that's up for interpretation. Um, has the NCAA are are they saying the NCAA like, hasn't the said conferences anything. decide? The NCAA the thing, hasn't said like, anything. I guess technically you're a national champion if you win your conference, almost, but like. Depending on how many conferences they play, you know. Yeah, like, um, and who knows what? Like, I think, like, even from what we've seen, we've seen most independent schools say we're playing. Like, uh, I think what is it? Notre Navy, Dame. Army. Well, I think Notre Dame is right. joining the ACC this year, which would be good for them to have like some sense of, like. Okay, like we're, we're playing this year, and this is who we're playing. Rather, if the ACC goes conference only, like they for sure know yeah. they have these games. Um, so I mentioned earlier why I think spring football would be terrible. Uh, so it was announced that the Pac 12 has delayed all fall sports until January 1st. I don't think this is a smart idea because one, who's gonna play? Like, if you're an NFL hopeful player, why play? from January to May. Why play when the NFL draft is in July? Training camp starts in – or the draft is in June. The training camp starts in July. You – NFL players get five months off, sometimes more, before the next season. And, call, and some college players are only going to get maybe yeah, two? and I think um... – and also, it's gonna mess up. It's gonna mess up what happens for the following year if it starts in uh, late August. Yeah, logistically, it seems like a nightmare um, to start in the spring. It's almost better just to wait till the next season 
it's just all these players like in some sports are accumulating all of this eligibility you know like if say we don't have a baseball season or a softball mm-hmm. season or things like that um in the spring some of those players are going to have an extra two years of eligibility uh, which is like yeah you know they're and they're kind of already some it's of them crazy. are just like yeah i'm done with sports you know i'm it's time for me to you know get my master's or to get um go into a career and stuff and might not come back um and some people though are like yeah i want to play every single bit of time i possibly could you you see the players you see with especially in football there's not not i mean a very high number of people don't make it to the nfl um so you do see those players who the walk-ons who are like oh yeah this is this is one way for me to help pay for college this is one way for me to get my education it's me to be on a team so they want to play for as long as possible like they want to play right now and then you have like then you have some players who are like i'm a first round like then you have like on the other end I'm a first, I know I'm going to be a first round pick in the NFL next year. I'm not risking anything. I'm out. Uh, you saw it with uh, Miami Miami star D end who's going to be a uh, first round pick next year. Uh, he's sitting out. Um, so it's just there's two wide ends of the spectrum. Like like with professional sports, like you see people sitting out because oh family. Like and it's totally understandable. But, like, these players are normally away from their family to go to school. So they're not, like, in immediate risk. And, like, if you, if you, if you, like, have football players room with each other, I think there's definitely a way to build the bubble. Yeah, but on the other coin, I don't know how many people are going to actually entirely obey all of the rules, though, of quarantine. That's the th- that's the thing with college. Yeah, that's, that's not these college you know, athletes, it's not even like, just college. Like we're seeing major league baseball players are leaving the bubble. You know, like it's just like I can't. That's true. I, I cannot imagine that there's going to create an environment where players are completely safe um, from COVID, and I think that's why it's not going to happen. And I think mm-hmm. that's why conferences like the Pac-12. Mountain West, all these other conferences, smaller, bigger, are deciding it, the risk it's isn't a, as, you know. It's also, it's also not worth it. it it's harder to do with a football team. Oh yeah, with basketball team players or whatever it is on the team. I think, I think they should be like, look, you you could do daily testing. Right? It's you could do daily testing. You could do. But it's also tougher for like, um, like if one player gets sick, you don't know how how it spreads. Like you don't know if it spreads to people in a different position group, the defense, coaching also, staff. Uh, that's you a don't lot know the tests. tracing of it. You know, it's it's each sure, team yeah. with coaches and all that will probably have over. A, yeah, players, equipment, players, equipment tests. managers. Yeah. Video and people, you know, a hundred times say every team played. We're talking close to what ten thousand tests a day, and it's like okay, but some other people in other areas can't even get a test, and you're going to be call- testing for recreational activities that are non-essential, you know. So it's like 
I totally see why it could be problematic. Um, but, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see. The next, you know, month or so will be very telling. Yeah. Because college football, I think, starts in a little bit under uh, a month. It's going to be something. I, For the sake of my job, for the sake of sport, I got to yeah. hope it happens. Uh, that's very understandable. Um, yeah. Moving on to a different football talk. Uh, it's been interesting. Uh, so Hard Knocks every year, uh, they follow one team around, if you don't know the show concept, in, in uh, training camps. This year they're doing two teams. They decided to do the, both the L.A. teams as uh, they welcome in SoFi Stadium. And so the first episode aired last Tuesday. And it was very interesting to see because, one, it was announced that Anthony Lynn actually had COVID. He never announced it publicly. And the battle, he, he didn't seem like he had any serious uh, conditions, just some aches. And then he got tested. And I, he's fully recovered. But it's also interesting to see how these NFL players are dealing with COVID and, like, the amount of tests they have to go through. Yeah, you know, um, for them to paint that picture – viewers I think really has an impact on it you know and the different measures that are being taken to provide safety Um, because I don't know if you just say to the average person they're playing NFL or they're playing football this year I don't know how great of a reaction that's going to get you know regardless of safety measures Mm -hmm. but for them to actually like show the audience what they're actually doing to protect the players and to be healthy the fact, yeah, the fact that the fact that they were uh, for the first few weeks of training yeah, camp, they were yeah. non-contact, no, no helmets. That's uh, that's pretty crazy. Um, are some players gonna play with masks? Like how we see in, I, in Major League Baseball, a couple um, of them are playing with masks. I think it's a lot. It's a, some for certain positions. It's a lot more difficult. Yeah. Like I'd imagine breathing. Uh, especially because, like football, you're running around the field more. I can see, I can see, like offensive linemen doing it because they're like in the trenches, like next to people and across from people. But I think it's going to be difficult for like speed speed yeah, positions to I do it. The kicker should do it. <laughs> yeah, I think the kicker could do it. Um. I don't, but it's also interesting to see, like, you see, like, what the Rams and the Chargers are doing. Like, they, the Rams took a parking lot, I think, at Kowloo, um, and uh, set up walkers six feet away from each other. They separated the, uh, like, a lifting center. Like, it's all, I wouldn't say it's outdoors, but it, like, it's under a tent. So, it's about, uh, they practice outside. So, you're trying to get outside as much as possible. No, for sure. Um I'd love to see the NFL happen this year. I just yeah, don't know if it's going that to. That season's approaching us really quickly, too. Yeah, first game is September That's 10th. less than a month, man. Um, and I, I know. And if college football doesn't happen, the NFL said that they'd move games to Friday that. and Saturday nights. They're going to play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Which... 
Which, I mean, I don't hate the thing. I just get rid of Thursday Night Football. I think everyone football. wants to get rid of Thursday Night Football. I don't, I don't have a problem with these Thursday and Friday or Friday and Saturday games because what else are you going to watch if no yeah, college football? Um, we're going to – a little bit of baseball. Um, we'll be going on some basketball, playoffs. basketball playoffs, hockey. hockey. Once, you know, once it's the middle of the NFL season, for a point, NFL is pretty much everything, you know. Yeah, and the one thing we don't know about for these other sports is how next exactly. I don't look. know how NBA is going to look. Hockey, are... like, are they going to do another bubble? Yeah, like, what are they going to do? So, yeah, who knows? Time will tell. Hopefully, there's a vaccine or uh, some kind of yeah. more effective um, treatments, you know? The one thing I do love about Hard Knocks, I love the sound, the, the intro music. And once you hear Lee Schreiber's voice, it like gets you ready. It Normally, it'd get you ready for football season. But I don't know if that's the case this year. But it's cool seeing, it's cool seeing that this is the first year they're doing two teams. And they're the, both the L.A. teams, especially with a multi-billion dollar stadium. Oh, man, that up. must be a mess for all of them. Um, with the new stadiums and all that. Yeah. I know there's there's three teams getting a new stadium this year and there will be no probably no fans. That's just wild. The Raiders opening up their stadium and the Rams and Chargers. My beloved Las Vegas Raiders. But uh, are you still yeah, a Raiders? I'll just go jumping from team to team. I don't know. You well, don't know. Really, like, well, you really like, root for like. Tell you all. Casual I, I follow fan. the NFL. I I know everything that went on, all that. But it's you know, hard for me to like root for a team. Um, I've always rooted just for the Raiders because my dad grew up a Raider when I was Los Angeles Raiders. So that's kind of become my team. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not like as I'm a diehard Clipper fan, diehard Kings fan, diehard. Um, you know, Dodger fan, yeah, like Dodger yeah, fan. Trojans fan. It's just like for me. Yeah, that's definitely the one thing that's been hard for like people in LA. Like LA, like you grew up exactly. with no my, NFL you know, people team. People adapt the bands and talk, but yeah, you, you had college and Chargers and have you know an assortment of favorite teams. But I'm just sticking with my Raiders, and you know, if they lose, I'm not going to cry as I do when the Clippers lose. So. So, moving on to a lighter note, we have some interesting quarantine stories from the last week. Um, starting off, Seahawks cut rookie uh, Kamas Siverand for trying to sneak a, a female guest into the team hotel. And the funny thing about this story is that uh, she tr- he tried sneaking her out to leave the uh, hotel in uh in like a hoodie and like players gear and tried to pass her off as a player. Well, I, I don't know, you know. But you I got to respect the effort. When most of these football players are over six foot tall and all of a sudden, uh, you know, a 5'1 player starts coming <laughs> in with their gear, it's going to cause some suspicion. <laughs> like at least get like really high heels or something. But, uh, you know, good try, dude. <laughs> could do something. Grab a wheelchair. Yeah, do, Fake do an injury. <laughs> an injury. Yeah, I I also think it would have been very funny if they showed like a video of her walking out. Like I, I know it was just a hoodie, 
I wish you had like yeah. full on helmet pads. Uh, just full on team uniform jersey. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been. She should have put the uh, the twelfth man on the back of the jersey. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Real fair. Right, what other news you got for me? Uh, so, did you see Steven Strasburg get ejected <laughs> yeah, from the hysterical. seats? He got a yeah. He uh, he chirped the umpire, and he wasn't even in the dugout. <laughs> he was in the seats, and he got ejected. Tipped his cap to the umpire <laughs> and went back to the locker room. I think, uh, or he might have just gone home. I don't went know. back to the hotel. Wherever <laughs> we're out of here. <laughs> I just think that's very funny now that like you see yes. players sitting in the crowd. I know we talked about this last week. Are you? I has the have the cutouts grown on you? You know, I was watching the Dodger Angel game. Did you see any cutouts, or did you watch it at all? Um, I watched a little I bit. Don't know I didn't see any. Like <laughs> the Dodgers are, the, the the Dodgers are one of the teams that have a lot of cutouts. Certain teams have more cutouts yeah, than others. You know. Um, can I purchase one now for a discounted price? <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, the Dodgers and Angels also played in Anaheim yeah. for the first game. The uh, so I don't know if the yeah. Angels are doing. Yeah, it. they they might like, not they be doing the it. Dodgers as hardcore. Um, I'm I'm for them. Uh, I think I think they're cool. I am very anti virtual fans. I in all sports, oh, even in the terrible. NBA, it's a little bit much. I saw someone bring like a llama or so, something. So yeah, we've had people bring their pets. Um, someone brought chicken to a virtual NBA game. So I think this was the MLS. I think it was Orlando. It was either Orlando or Seattle. Oh, what a goal! I'm watching. I'm watching. The, uh, I'm watching the Bruins, uh, uh, Carolina, as as we're recording. Al- Alvin, what a, Alvin what a goal Gentry, by, by the way, uh, being retained. Yep. But anyway, got fired. You know what's cr- you know what's crazy to think he was he was the head coach for New Orleans for. Five I don't know years. why everyone likes him so much. He's a cool guy and a nice guy, but like he's not a great coach. <laughs> so um, I think it was Orlando or Seattle. They won the MLS's back tournament, and they like celebrated <laughs> with like the virtual like fans, like. Like they went over to the video board oh, and like celebrated. Like that, I don't think. Like they're that's like, like it's got to be weird. Fans and stuff, man. Like that's it's got to be weird. Just like celebrate like with your team, not with the virtual fans. Like if if you win, like if you win any sport and there's actual fans, you're not like running through the entire stadium like high fiving everyone. Oh my word. Like I just think I think like I don't want to see an NBA team be like like celebrate the NBA trophy in front of their virtual fans. Well, tell me who would win don't in a fight, the cardboard cutouts or the virtual fans? <laughs> no one. I don't think any punches are thrown. Oh my god! All right, I I got a quarantine story for you. But this, so it was it was it. like two months ago and. Uh, it was right when, like, bowling alleys were still open. So I went to the bowling alley. I'm a career, like, I usually bowl about 100, oh God. 120, 130. So I, I'm bowling and stuff, and I get a strike on the first frame, and that's that's pretty good. I just learned how to curve the ball. So I'm, 
I'm I know big big thing. Yeah. It really helps. So I'm doing well. All yeah. of a sudden, like I'm just having the game of my life. I end up bowling a two twelve. And you know, I felt like everyone like in the four lanes like watching me was like, Man, this guy must be a pro. He must go every day, you know. He, yeah, he needs a glove. He needs his own custom ball. Uh, man, is, is this guy? Did I see Your him on shoes? TV? Is, is, is that? <laughs> That's how I felt. And I was like, man, I didn't want to sign autographs or anything, but man, by by two twelve, just really a, it was a stepping stone. Yeah, it was a, a career, career high. high. It was like sixty or seventy pins above my career high. So you know, I think maybe wow. I'm just meant to bowl now. Uh, I don't know, but I'm, uh-huh. I'm trying to audition for the next tour. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine a bowling alley. Yeah, no, that was place. the only time I ended up going. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> you got to build, you got to build a bowling alley in your house now to practice for the tour. Man. Uh, but I left the game on top two twelve. Yeah. It's hard. Now you're the uh, second best professional athlete who's a bowler. Oh yeah, in who's LA. the first? Mookie. <laughs> Mookie, man, Mookie Mookie's Mookie awesome, Betts. man. He's he's been killing it at the plate lately too. Three home runs uh, against the Padres. Yeah, and, uh, Cody agent, Cody Bellinger yeah, finally, two home man. runs against the Angels. His swing looks so different. Uh, Mookie's been killing. Yeah, like he looks broken. Swing. He lost. He lost all confidence. Which is like, in his ability. I heard he tried to change his swing in the off season, and it's like you were the MVP. Like, don't. Like he he also did he to his to defend him. He did struggle yeah. at the end of last year, and especially in the playoffs. No, for sure, and you're always making no, adjustments in baseball. It, so. It, did you see that play Kike Hernandez oh, had yeah. uh, Friday? From the seat of his pants. The, the, that, that was, was an awesome. incredible play. Yeah. The Dodgers are now in first place in the NL West. Um, yeah, and I'll, it's going to be a good ride. Um, it's crazy to think that five MVPs took the field. What was it? Four MVPs took the field? Five MVPs. Took the field Friday night for Dodgers. So Angels. hold on, Mookie, Bellinger, Kershaw, Trout, and Rendon was the MVP. Who am I missing? Nope. Mister Oldie. Oh, that's right, Albert Pujols. Albert. <laughs> I forget he, he's a dinosaur. Uh, that <laughs> he'll hit one home run every like. 13 games and then bat 150 he, for the rest of the He like dope for a ground ball and the whole team had to go help him up. <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he needed, he needed it was life so alert. Sad. And I, I love Albert. <laughs> like, I don't want to, he's a, he's the legend of the game, but like, come on, man. You know, this, him up. this season, the quarantine, he had a slim chance of breaking Barry Bonds' record. But now, you know, losing a season is going to be really tough. I think it was 660. And he needs 7... 762. Bonds have? 2 or something? Barry Bonds. Where's that? Is it? I don't... Um, 762 home runs for Barry. And Pujols has 
Yeah, I don't. I don't Albert think Albert's like forty six. I don't think you. So he needs a hundred and six more. So that would be like I, four I seasons at twenty five a pop, or three seasons at thirty. I just don't see that happening. No, I think the only person legit who could break his record is probably Mike. Yeah, just because he's going to have to have like the longevity, the consistency factor, you know? Yeah. So let's see Mike Trout. He's, he's, how old is he? He's he's not even 30. No, I don't even think he's that old. I think he's, Oh wow! So he's twenty eight. He's twenty eight and has hit two hundred ninety three home runs in nine plus MLB seasons. Hmm. So I think yeah, he can do. He probably it. just needs to hit an average of thirty five for the next what? Which I mean, he hit. 45, he had 39 and 18, 45 and 19, and is already eight, eight and 16 games. So on pace, he's on, he's, uh, he's on pace for 30 this year. Huh. Wow. That'd be crazy. <laughs> while also, while also being the he's best player. He's on pace for 30? Yeah, he's played 16 games this year. Well, oh, he's not going to play every game. So, wait, let's see. But. But he has he's at he has eight home runs. Good. He's only played gracious, in sixteen Mike. games. I think he's I think he missed two games uh due to his wife giving birth. Yeah, he did. That's crazy. Eight and sixteen games. Goodness. Yeah, like, it seems like a lot of people are um are balling out this year. Charlie Blackman, fifteen game hit had a fifteen game hitting streak. Uh Aaron Judge Balling out, he has a MLB leading, I think, nine home runs. Mookie Betts made history with uh, now tying the record for most three home run games in his career with uh, six, and he's only twenty-seven years old. Man, how about how about the Reds pitching staff? Surprising with yeah, Bauer and Ray. Been a beast. Uh, Shane Related Bieber to Justin killing Bieber. it. Don't fact check me. Uh, how about a uh, Garrett Cole was winning twenty straight starts? Yeah, UCLA twenty straight legend. starts without a loss. Yeah, I think uh, noted non-cheater. Uh, uh, Garrett Cole, um, but no, it's definitely interesting because. Uh, who knows how the rest of the season plays? Because as we know in baseball, team a team exactly. can get hot. Who knows it's going to make it for forty games? So, how about the A's, who they've played what like twenty games and already have three grand slams in the ninth yeah, inning or later? I don't know if that's ever happened. Are they just lucky, or are they good? Granted, they hit a grand slam to tie the game against the Giants. The A's are the always Giants. good. They just like. Never get over the hump. They never. That's. Yeah, they never also have like. Yeah. Like they yeah. never sign the big free agent. They have the suit. They have the superstar 
in Matt Chapman. They don't like ever go. Oh yeah, get and the big another thing agent. too is uh, they have trouble keeping their players. So they traded Donaldson, they traded Donaldson. Uh, for Brett Lowry, Sonny Gray, Sonny Gray. Uh, you know, freaking even though he's crappy, Josh Reddick. Um, the training's gone. Rich Hill. Um, lots. Of, you can go. You can make a whole freaking All Star team. But I do, I do like, I do like the A's team this year. Marcana, Ramon Mariano, uh, Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, uh, Marcus Semien. Yeah, Mark I, I do like their team. Even. They're a pretty good team. Piscotti oh, is good. Breaking news: So, Portland Trailblazer center Nurkic announces on Instagram that his grandmother has just passed away due to coronavirus. That's really sad. And oh, they play sad. in like an hour or two. And then, yeah, in an hour. They play at, yeah, that's at really uh, sad. 11.30. But anyway, yeah, it's just uh, the A's have a lot of potential. Just they can't keep a longevity, you know, a team. Like the Dodgers can keep their whole core, but the A's can't do that. They don't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the A's, it's just, it's, you hate to see, no, I wish the A's success, until they they face the Dodgers. They should be the Bay Area powerhouse, in my opinion. (laughs) They are. They they made the playoffs. They made the playoffs last year. And uh, they're a good team. They got, they've always had for years a really good bullpen. Um, The starters are okay this year. Um, it's just the AOS is going to be. I would say that I thinking coming into the division into the year, the AOS was going to be tough, but the Astros the flat last out stink. Yeah. Uh, I thought the the Angels are interesting. Who knows? Who knows where Dylan Bundy came from? Did I ever tell you my Dylan Bundy story? Have I told everyone? No. <laughs> no. So let Did me you tell, meet Dylan Bundy. Be a crazy anecdote. Um, this should be picked up by ESPN. So, all right, yeah, this, we'll, this, we'll be, this. this is a good one. So, um, so ninth grade Jordan went to a baseball camp, all right? Or it might have been eighth grade, I can't remember. But anyway, D- uh, Dylan Bundy was like a senior or a junior at the time. He was at the same camp as me. So we're playing right field, and we're throwing the ball from right to third, right to home, um, you know, to show off your arm strength. So Dylan Bundy throws it from right field over the home plate backstop. (laughs) And he has this look on his face. He was horrified. And he's like, nobody's going to like me. I threw the ball over the backstop. And literally, we're like, dude, you just threw a ball from deep right field over the home plate backstop, which was like 100 feet high. Like, that's like amazing. <laughs> so then anyway, the coaches like loved him, of course, because that arm strength is crazy. And you see him throw 95, 96 out there now. But he was so worried that they weren't going to like him. And then that ended up being something that everyone loved about him, that he was able to throw it so hard. <laughs> so, man. Good, Dylan yeah, Bundy. Have a funny story. So. All right, well, this wraps up today, this week's episode of the Diamond Lane Podcast. 
I'm Garrett. He's Jordan. Check us out on socials. And I'll see you next time. Goodbye.